0: dark art society podcast i'm your host chet czar and i am back from the dead i was really 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 sick last week and i'm finally feeling well enough to record another podcast <clears throat> i missed last week it's the first time Since the podcast started that we missed a week. So I apologize for that. But I could not get out of bed. I got the flu really bad. I was hallucinating. These weird. Lines. And shapes. I can't even describe it. At one point I kept thinking. That we were playing the. Bird box game. And and the sheets on the bed kept changing. And I was thinking, where are we getting, where are all these sheets coming from on the bed? It was so weird. I can't even describe it. <clears throat> I don't even know what the bird box game is. But um, I was just tripping out, basically. Worst flu of my life. Uh, felt like I was going to die. And it convinced me to get a flu shot from now on. For the rest of my life, I'm getting a flu shot every year. I don't care. I never want to go through that again. But I am back. I'm still not back to 100%. You can probably hear it in my sinuses, but man, I feel a hell of a lot better than I did a week ago. So today's uh, episode is going to be a really good one. We've got Jeremy Wagner from the band Broken Hope, he's also a writer. Um, he's, his latest book is called Rabbit Heart. I got the audio book and started listening to it. It's really good. Zombie, zombie story. And, uh, he is also the co-curator who's curating Conjoined this year with me, Conjoined 9, which is Conjoined versus Grotesque. So he's the, he's grotesque, I'm conjoined, I guess. (laughs) Um, he's also got a huge art collection, dark art collection, and, um, uh, it's kind of cool because he, he, you know, he's Jeremy's mostly known for his work with his band, and um, I don't think he's ever been interviewed about his art collection or his his uh love of dark art, so this is kind of a new interview for him, and uh, we're glad to have him on. So, without any further ado, here is our guest this week. Uh, I'm not going to do that. I almost forgot. I got to do the... Uh, I have to do the uh, new Patreon subscribers first. Ooh, that was a close one. I'm still getting used to doing this on my own in this new format and stuff, so you got to forgive me. Because <clears throat> we have some uh, some new subscribers. So hold on, I'm logging on here. Patreon. All right. So let me name the new subscribers before we start. All right. Well, there's one new subscriber. We had uh, a previous subscriber up their pledge. Thank you, Roger Sonnenfeld. Oh, no. I'm looking at my... (laughs) looking at the wrong Patreon. <laughs> thank you. I still thank you were Roger Sonnenfeld. Okay, that was my personal Patreon. Alright, let's see. I gotta select all the traffic lights. It's so annoying to log on to prove I'm not a robot. Alright, here we go. I thought we had more than one new one. Okay. We've got new pledges on Patreon for the Dark Art Society podcast Patreon. We've got Gary Marshall. Thank you, Gary. Gary's a really cool guy. I met him at um, Monster Monsterpalooza. I see him every year there. He's he's a super cool guy. <clears throat> Very friendly and loves dark art. Then we have Daryl Plunky. Thank you, Daryl. Raven Ebner. Thank you, Raven. And we have Kazuhiro Tsuji, the great Kazu, who does the amazing sculptures, the giant portrait head sculptures. Um, I worked with him at Rick Baker's for years. He's a he's a genius, and he's coming on the show soon, too. Actually, I've got him lined up for an interview, um, probably after, after Conjoined and, and stuff, so maybe after January. And finally, we have Angela Cox, who joined just a couple days ago so thank you Angela we appreciate the support um so that's it thank you for your new subscribers you guys are making it happen and I really appreciate it so anyway without any further ado here is this week's guest Jeremy Wagner (laughs) Hey Jeremy, what's up? Hey, how's it going, Chet? Welcome to the show. Thank you so much hey. for coming on, man. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, likewise, bro. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I was really excited to have you on. Um, uh, aside from your you know, your your work in Broken Hope and your work as a uh, uh, a writer, which, by the way, I just recently um, got the audiobook for uh, uh, Rabbit Heart, and it's Fucking great, so anybody who's into zombies and Stephen King kind of horror authors will be... Uh Will not be disappointed if they pick this book up. It's fucking great. Oh, yeah. I mean, I just started it, but it was so good. I checked
1: it out too, man. Thank Completely you.
0: sucked me in. It's really good. Yeah. Really good writing.
1: That book, and uh, I thought the audio book that you're listening to turned out really well. Yeah, she's the
0: the, the uh, narrator's great. She's yeah. she's awesome. All the different voices she's she does.
1: Really, really cool, you know. And plus, the main character's um a young woman. Right. And, uh I thought it was appropriate totally. having a female narrator like that but uh
0: yeah i thought so yeah, too. she did
1: a good job i um i was really excited because out of everything i've published up till now i haven't had an audiobook and then my publisher sold the audio rights to audible or something and
2: mm.
1: they it out so like i was geeking out over it and, uh, <laughs> I, I bought i bought a copy of my own book <laughs> like, itunes so i'm just like i'm, I'm gonna buy it that you know like uh like you, you know, when you're busy or something, audiobooks are great. Cause oh, used. yeah. So yeah. when you're like, when I'm driving or whatever, I, I was checking it out. I'm like, holy shit, this turned out pretty good. But again, thanks, man. I appreciate you reading my stuff.
0: Yeah. Know? Yeah. It's great. Gary told me you're a good writer, you know, when when I first heard about you when we started working with him. And I was like, cool. So
2: I oh, love, yeah. I love reading. Gary, so.
1: Gary and uh, Erica mm-hmm. from. Oprah gallery. They, they came to our house. My, my wife and I, they came, uh, I think it was last year, maybe, right, maybe a year ago, right around this
2: time. Mm-hmm. Or something.
1: Yeah, And, um, they came for a weekend and, and then left. And, uh, I think they're freezing their asses off too, because it was really cold. <laughs> up. But uh, I gave them a ton of books and stuff.
0: You know? Oh, yeah, yeah, cool.
1: <laughs> here, here, here's some books I wrote and check them out, yeah, so, and I know, I know they read them, so that's cool.
0: Yeah, I I, I don't know if a, a lot of people realize this, but you're like, you know, you're one of the, I think you're probably one of the biggest dark art collectors in the world, maybe? I mean, you've got a serious dark art collection.
1: Yeah, you know, um, I don't think that's really known yeah. that much. I think people... Starting to realize it just because of you know of uh posts I do, especially on Instagram and stuff Mm of certain pieces. Um, uh, people know that I have a huge horror memorabilia collection, Mm. you know, I've got uh just vast, a vast amount of actual screen use memorabilia Mm. and just rare collectible stuff. So I've like stuff that was used in in the movie Jaws, you know, John Carpenter's the thing.
0: Oh my God, really?
1: Movies and I've got a huge like thing tribute room and and, uh, it just goes on and on. So like uh, (laughs) um, other, so that type of collecting um you know I know there's collectors with even bigger horror memorabilia collections especially like Guillermo del toro
0: right and, he's kind um, of the, he's kind of the the top the cream of the crop you know he's like yeah a, the those huge, guys,
1: i think I've got a lot of stuff and then those guys are like next level right pretty like crazy Th-
0: they're what everyone st- aspires to all the collectors aspire to
1: right exactly so um but with that with the horror memorabilia um you know I've done a lot of uh press uh with a lot of horror culture uh entities you know you got bloody disgusting mm-hmm. Morg fangoria um and even some metal sites you know like mm-hmm. metal insertion and stuff they've all come into my house and you know I've done like uh profiles or features on my horror collection tied it into horror writing and then tied it into the broken hope because broken hope our imagery has always been
2: right. horror Oh you know? yeah,
1: yeah. Given all that stuff, um, one thing that hasn't been spotlighted on, until this interview I'm doing with you is my dark art collection. Yeah, which uh, is always growing and growing and growing. <laughs> and uh, my wife and I, we both collect art. So my wife, she's not; she's her tastes are a lot different than mine. <laughs> I'm into dark art, you yeah. know. And, <laughs> Um, what's cool though about my wife is she's really open-minded. So like, uh, she's got some, her stuff is like heavy duty. So like, you know, you'll get like Mark Ryden. Oh, really? Wow. My my wife, that, that, that's, you know, significant. She likes that. And then she has like, um, Camille, Rose Garcia. Um, gosh, I'll,
0: just, got the, Just the big uh, names in the uh, kind of pop big, surrealism world.
1: Uh, yeah, right. So, and then and then um, some other, you know, like um, I don't know, bigger artists uh, that aren't that aren't really what you call dark art. Now, for me, I'm I've always been a big fan of dark art, uh, lowbrow
2: mm-hmm. arts,
1: um, and pop surrealism. Mm-hmm. So, like anything, you know. From you, Chet Zar to Chris Mars mm-hmm. to uh, any artist, a bunch of artists you find like in High Fructose
2: right. magazine.
1: You know that's like always been my style. So um, anyway, so I, I I've been collecting dark art for a while, and uh, um, with with your art specifically, and actually Copro Gallery, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I first, I always heard of CoPro and I knew of, you know, their exhibits and all that good stuff. And uh, I've been following you for a while before I actually had an opportunity to buy your art. Oh, cool. Uh, So I was like, wow, Chet Zara, this dude's work is friggin' awesome. Thank uh, you. And you're welcome. And uh, um, I had an opportunity some years back uh, when my wife wanted to go to the L.A. art show. So we hit different art events so you know la art show art basil right miami and um all that good stuff so i'm like great i want the la art show is gonna be awesome because Copro (laughs) gallery let's see what they got so man we went in and like there's a painting by you chris mars painting uh lee Shamel, who i had never heard of yeah
0: he's awesome lee's great
1: Giant scepter thing. Yeah, and it's amazing. We blew in there, dude, and we <laughs> freaking bought like like half the shit they had.
0: <laughs> Excellent. So,
2: uh,
1: and with art collecting, um, you know, when you have two people, spouses, art collecting, it's like uh start running out of room. So,
0: right, right.
1: Uh, I have... So, my wife and I have a house in Chicago area. We have a house in Miami mm-hmm. Beach. And um, so, like down here in Miami Beach, we, we had Lee Shammel come in and install his, whatever it is, 12 foot tall, you know, lighted scepter with yeah. skulls, all this stuff, and uh, found a home for that. So we got like quite the variety of art between those two houses. But I have another place in the Chicagoland area that houses um, a bunch of my, my, more of my stuff. Like just think of the ultimate man cave.
0: Right. If you
1: got this building.
0: The horror man cave. Yeah. It's like
1: a horror, <laughs> man, horror man death metal cave. Like, <laughs> Excellent. Universal studio. And then like horror memorabilia. Um, which is, is like the artwork is spread between, you know, three houses. Um, I've got like a bunch of music, rock, metal, memorabilia. Just think like, you know, like a hard rock cafe or, 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 you know, rock and roll Hall of uh, Fame exhibit, Uh way cooler, Uh (laughs) much more metal and, um, and then a couple, like, you know, little museum rooms, too. Like, I got a Jeff Hanneman, a Slayer Museum. Oh, wow. And um, a couple others. But with all that stuff in this ultimate man cave barn yeah. is a whole legit, like, art gallery right. that, I, that, that I had made. And um, just imagine, like, you know, Chet Czar paintings, Chris Mars. West Ben Skolder, mm, he's great, uh, and just a bunch of others, you know, on just like a gallery wall, man, just white with you know beautiful lights shining on the stuff, and uh, that's so cool, you know, um, and and and, it, and it's like uh, I like to display stuff, um, you know, of course it's not public, but it, you know, still, still that's
0: the fun of it, fun. though, man. When- when yeah. you get your pieces, just just, just yeah, display them all well.
1: Stuff, you know. Yeah. And, you know, I know people, and my wife too, who collect art uh, just to sit on it to flip someday down the line, and they put it in storage.
0: Right. Yeah. And, uh,
1: we we're passionate about art and the things we collect and stuff, right. and that passion is sharing it with people and having it hung up and on display. Mm-hmm. So. Um, And again, the thing with collecting, there's just, you get to a point where you run out of friggin' room. That's why you've got, you know, like three different places. Yeah. (laughs) But I got this fantasy of like someday be really cool to have like a public building, like like an art gallery or something that um, uh, is open to the public. maybe like admission would be like, not really, it would be like free admission, but you know, if you want to donate the you know, right. utilities, uh, but it would have all that shit. Like, Oh yeah. Art, I'm uh,
0: surprised nobody's really done that yet. Like a okay. per- permanent museum. That's kind of like a dark art museum.
1: Right. And I'd like to do it all like the dark art and, uh, like the Hanneman museum and all, all oh, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, um, so maybe maybe someday, yeah, know? now you know I, I share things here and there like on instagram and and, and whatnot so um, when I was younger, you know, I used to fantasize about like owning pieces by artists I really loved and um, it's uh, now i'm I'm able to and my wife as well mm-hmm. actually afford to buy different paintings so like I So I grew up always being into fantasy and horror.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, what were your early kind of influences in that way? Like Frank Frazetta. Yeah, me too, man. He was like my my first favorite.
1: Big time, my first favorite too. Uh,
0: How 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 old are you? uh, I'll be forty nine this year. Okay, I'm fifty one. So we're like kind of around the same age. So
1: yeah. So when I was kid in the seventies, great. Uh, the publisher Ballantine books. Yeah made a series yep. of Frank <laughs> and I was just like, holy shit, man, this is like Yeah. I was already a in the monsters and
0: same here, yeah
1: type of stuff. And uh thanks to my dad and his buddies Playboy magazines, I was also into naked women
2: as mm-hmm.
1: a kid. <laughs> <Just out laughs> up, like, did right. That shit yeah. naked <laughs> kids with you know dinosaurs and monsters yeah, and shit. Right. It's like wow this is awesome. <laughs> um and there were other fantasy artists um out there um
0: boris vallejo and
1: that, that, that i really like too um like uh, i remember the
0: brothers hildebrand oh yeah yeah brothers hildebrand they're amazing were
1: cool. and then like boris vallejo yeah, boris. and stuff um really dug their stuff but i always thought frazetta was like number one same here, yeah and
0: um, i always say he was my first favorite artist frazetta
1: yeah, me too. Yeah. My Frazetta was my first favorite artist. And uh um what's crazy, uh side note on Frazetta is his uh, granddaughter, Sarah Frazetta. Yeah,
0: I know Sarah, yeah.
1: Damn, dude, you see her uh I,
0: yeah. <laughs> I she's know, she's got style. it, man.
1: Style. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm like no bullshit. I know, I'm it's like, crazy. And I keep encouraging her, like
0: Same here.
2: <laughs>
1: I'm like, uh, the last thing she posted was, um, uh, that I saw was like a, uh, like in a black and white ink piece, um, with this side view of like a naked gal br- with long black hair and stuff. And just like, um, it had that female
0: form
2: yeah. that,
1: that, that Frank was, did a lot of mm-hmm. kind of thick, yep. great ass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Just but that style. I'm like Sarah. Yeah. Frank did had this stamp, and you you have it. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Kenny. Yep.
1: So uh, that's cool as hell. But and then so anyway, um, uh, I got a I now have a Frank Frazetta original.
0: Oh my god, really?
1: From Kirk Hammett. Which one? Um, it's uh the Executioner. I don't know if you know that one. I am
0: it, sure um, I know every Frazetta painting. Let me look, I wanna it was look it up.
1: For the cover of creepy number seventeen or something like that.
0: I'm gonna look it and up. It's
1: from nineteen sixty seven. And um I might have that Oh issue. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that one. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Wow, so, that's killer. And then uh Kurt, so Kurt
1: Hammett's got like I don't know, a dozen different Frazetta originals.
0: Oh really? Shit. <laughs>
1: and he told me about how he went to, when Frank Frazetta was alive, um, it's really cool with Kirk, uh, to share, share with me like photos of him with Frank at Frank's studio. That's so cool. Um, before he died. And, um, you know, he was buying uh, a bunch of different paintings and stuff. So, um, Wow. So I was lucky that he wanted to part with that one. I've tried to get another one from him. Stop <laughs> <laughs> anything else. Do, which right. ones
0: does he have? Do you know which? So
1: he's got, um, one, I think it's called the Berserker.
0: Oh yeah. That's I know that one. Yep.
1: The it's like the a sword a, kind of like, he's like flying over yeah. um, he's like, like this. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. 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 And that's badass. And then he's got, um, He's got one that was done for a Ray Bradbury book cover Mm -hmm. um, called um, The Autumn People.
0: Oh, okay. It's
1: a little bit different. And he's got got other ones um, like there's uh, Dracula and Frankenstein for Zeta where it's like Frankenstein's holding, I'm sorry, Dracula's holding a woman Mm -hmm. in his arms while Frankenstein is off to the side just kind of.
0: Yeah, I know that Uh, one.
1: I have some, that's the other one I wanted real bad um and then uh he's got like um there's a Frizzetta, um like it's like uh the paintings just ahead of uncle creepy
0: mm-hmm. oh cool um yeah I used to love creepy he's got
1: the, and the Wolfman, and's <laughs> got a bunch of stuff man.
0: that's great like, I wonder who has I want to know who, who has the death dealer that's like yeah. my favorite Frazetta painting. I think it's a Death Dealer. That,
1: one is, that that. one's awesome, dude. There's some, <laughs> there's some other ones I like. Like ones called Land of Terror, huh. and another one is I uh, uh, wish I could remember the name of it, dude. It's uh, but it's really cool because I'm really into dinosaurs. So uh-huh. Land of Terror was done for used, I think, for an Edgar Rice Burroughs paperback
2: right. back in the
1: sixties. Um, and I have that. I have one of those original paperbacks. I just love oh, cool.
0: it. You
1: know, it's like a man and a woman. There's like the dinosaurs and stuff like this mist.
0: Right. Food. Yeah. Yeah. I know that one.
1: There's another one where there's like it's a line a lot like a line of of cavemen and walking through this prehistoric land. Yeah. You know, they got clubs Yeah. Got yeah. like a, a chick over his shoulder yeah. or something. It's like these two tyrannosaurus is yeah. off the side looking at them and a pteranodon flying over, and it's just like shit, dude. It just, <laughs> um, I love it because that's the thing about art, any 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 art, whether it's dark art, or you go to the Louvre mm-hmm. and you know look at uh, some great masterpieces. Art captures your imagination. Right. So, and ever since I was a kid, like you. Frazetta captured my imagination. So um, as I grew older, you know, uh, I really got into comic books too. Mm-hmm. So like um, um, Bernie Wrightson oh, yeah. was a big, uh, big, had a profound effect on me. Mm-hmm. And, then, um, then, and then it just grew, you know, from there with, with artists and stuff. So now like, uh, you know, b- between uh, dark arts Pop um, surrealism, low Um art. Uh, you and I talked before this interview. And I think I had mentioned like anything I see in like High Fructose Magazine usually right. is like, my, right up my alley. Yeah, yeah. So um, artists I love and have pieces by like off the top of my head, aside from Frisetta's, is like I've got you, Ched Czar, Chris Mars, uh, my wife and I have. Pieces by Mark Ryden, Todd Shore. Oh, my God. I like that dude, uh, Shag. Uh, Shag's you
0: know? great, man. I'm such a huge Shag fan. My, me yeah. and my wife both love Shag. He's a really yeah. cool guy, too.
1: got this really kick-ass painting that my my wife bought me as a gift. It's so freaking cool. I think it's – if I got the name right, and Shag, if you're watching this, or any Shag experts, if I got it wrong, <laughs> but I think it's called Night – Night in the Peppermint Lounge <laughs> painting of uh, the band The Cramps. Oh, wow! Singing, and they're like doing a show. And then you know, Shag's got that um martini kind of yeah. look. So these people are in suits and ties, like looking at the band, like, What the
2: <laughs> <heck?"> <laughs> That's great, it's really cool.
1: Painting, <laughs> um, and um, <laughs> one thing about Shag, I'll tell you this is uh. You you're in Southern California,
0: right? Yeah, yeah.
1: All right. So you you know the gallery La Luz de
2: gallery. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep.
1: So when I was um, a younger man in uh, my twenties, um, I went out to L.A. to do some something for Broken Hope, like um, press or or something. We were on Metal Blade Records, who was based out in L.A.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, I went to uh, that gallery. La Luz and uh, coincidentally at the time they were doing their first ever Shag
2: exhibit. Oh wow. I'll
1: never forget it because I remember the name Shag and um, none of my friends by the way, bandmates, friends, anyone, um then up until recently, if you know there's a few people like Gary right. from CoPro, who I consider a friend, who who gets my tastes in right. And stuff, you know, um, uh, so I instantly liked the shag stuff, because um, I that I don't know what you call it, if you consider that lowbrow or some other. Yeah,
0: you know, I don't know
1: <laughs> that. But his style, that retro Tiki or yeah. it just really appealed to me. And and when they did that exhibit, he wasn't even known. And his paintings were so cheap, but oh, really? I didn't have a pop the piston back then. I couldn't even afford one. Right. Shit. I wish I could go back in time.
0: <laughs> Don't you well.
1: know. Yeah. In my pocket. Cause, uh, it would have been kick ass to, you know, have some of those early shag. Pistons.
0: Oh yeah. I know somebody who got like a, a Mark Ryden for three grand uh-huh. early on, you know, <laughs> oh, could you imagine? Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, we got uh the we, one of the the Mark Ryden. We've had a couple. Um, the one we have uh it's probably best known as the Meat Magi. Oh it's yeah, yeah. One in his meat series. Yeah. So uh, we loaned that out to a museum in uh, Spain hmm. that did a Mark Ryden retrospective deal like last year.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's
1: really awesome.
0: Yeah, uh, that's cool.
1: And. Uh, yeah, he's yeah
0: he's another one who's just oh yeah. yeah he's one of the one of the reasons I started painting actually so I got um oh really yeah yeah because I mean I was always doing art I was got into makeup effects I was doing that like that was my main thing and for like oh, right. 20 years working in the movie business and um i I started getting dissatisfied with it after you know 20 25 years and I picked up that um uh his book the the anima monday maybe it's this black it was like i think his first big art book and yeah. i just was like wow this stuff's amazing actually before that yeah. I, I got a video game called nine do you know about that nine he, uh, he, it's like it was like a mist kind of game it was way back in the 90s it's
1: all vaguely familiar
0: he designed all like yeah. this this video game he designed all the artwork and i was like this is so cool and then i started learning about him i got this book and it was around that time I just thought
1: I'd come right back. Yeah,
0: it's really cool. But that and I, I saw uh, 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 the Brahm, Brahm put a book out, the artist Brahm. And oh, those Brahm. two guys, between those two guys, I was like, wow, this is like, these are guys making a living doing stuff that I, I would like to do, you know. And, and that kind of yeah. like sparked the the idea to start painting, you know. Right.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. I, uh, it's funny you mentioned makeup effects because that was another thing. When I was young, um, you know, again, being a horror kid, mm-hmm. you know, my mom was so cool. She, like, bought me the first issue of Fangoria.
0: Oh, cool. Same and, here, man.
1: And, uh, you know, she, she'd she always bribe me with something, like, when it came time to go to the dentist, because I hated going to the dentist. And I'm, uh-huh. like, fit. So to make her life easy, she'd be like, if you're good and, you know, don't give me Brief. I'll get you something after your dentist appointment. So I had I had other stuff like famous monsters of film yep. magazine but
0: Same one man. day
1: I saw this magazine Fangoria with Godzilla on the cover on the newsstand. I'm like, Mom, I want this, and um, you know that just boosted my passion for yeah. horror movies and stuff. But that first issue had Tom Savini featured in it too,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and um, as I watched like more and more horror movies, especially uh, by the time that 80s rolled around, and we my mom was a single mom, so we didn't have a lot of money. Right? one at one time, she bought a new TV and a VCR. I, you know, I thought we were like, uh, you know, just won the lottery.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: the video store constantly renting horror movies yep. all the time, right? So um, my point is with Tom Savini, I'd watch every, all these movies he did, and then, you remember that? Remember a book he put out, Bizarro?
0: Oh, yeah. It was called, the one I got was called Grand Illusions, but it was the same book I think with a different title. See, it's
2: the same book, yeah, Yeah, and that remember,
0: that was a major contributor to my makeup effects.
1: Yeah, well, too, I, you know? I, then I, I suddenly wanted to be like Tom Savini right. when I was a kid. You know, and yeah. I was always... I'm <laughs> um, screwing around with uh, makeup effects and, and doing all kinds oh, of so cool uh, stuff, you know? So ho- horror themed art and passion for horror culture period. You right. know I mean? It's been a part of my life from, you know, artwork, movies, um, horror novels, books, mm-hmm. uh, everything. And, you know, I've, I've tied that into broken hope, uh, yeah, Between the, uh, Lyrics that I write—they're like the lyrics I always tell people are like little micro horror stories. Yeah, anyway. yeah. And uh, and I've always stri- strived for um, having you know high quality yet horrifying artwork for Broken Hope album covers. Yeah, so,
2: like,
0: yeah.
1: uh West Bend uh, has been a big collaborator.
0: That's with, what I thought. That's I Broken thought those must Hope have been d- yeah. Been I don't know his. About. <laughs>
1: Um, and he's just phenomenal. And then um, yeah, he's a great painter. A really Cool dude named Mark Rudolph, who I don't know if you know him, but mm-hmm. he does art- artwork for uh, Decibel magazine mm-hmm. and Metal Hammer magazine. That's how I first discovered him.
2: Oh,
0: cool!
1: And uh, we've collaborated on a, on a few things. And he's going to be in the our art show. Oh, excellent, Mark Rudolph. But uh, anyway, yeah, it sounds like uh, you know you're you're my brother from another I'm mother no kidding i
0: know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i was in bands too i just never made it <laughs> i was doing that for like 10 years that was before i started yeah. painting i was like that was my other thing after makeup effects like i wanted to be in a in a yeah. band but um yeah i wanted to ask you how did the uh yeah it's just so people know um that for conjoined this year this is the ninth year we've done it um yeah. and we are uh Co-curating together, Uh, yeah, and and so it's called conjoined versus grotesque. And how did the uh, the co-curation thing come about for you? Was Um, this through Gary? This is through Gary, right? I mean, this is
1: yeah, it's through Gary. Gary's idea.
0: um,
1: I um, well, so like I told you, my wife and I we went to that LA art show when we first met Gary and and Erica and um. I, I just remember I was such a, almost like it was almost like I was a fanboy. It's you know? <laughs> so funny because I'm like, hey, uh, um, I love your gallery. Um, I'm on your mailing list, and I've always followed your stuff, and blah blah blah. And uh, Gary and Erica are like, oh, oh, that's cool. Thanks a lot. Nice to meet you. And then, uh, and then you know. When I do that kind of stuff, that's it's like also meeting like someone you look up to, whether it's a famous musician or you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, an author or so, whoever you look up to, right? Or so I'm like, God, I sound like a damn
2: dork. <laughs>
1: an and then uh, but then they took me pretty seriously when we're like, we're gonna buy that, <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that. They're like, what? And then we we became great friends. Mm-hmm. So as time's gone on, um, I've you know bought more pieces from from CoPro and uh, bought a really big painting of yours uh, called the Green Nun, which uh, mm-hmm. I'm really lucky with Copro being a being a collector and a buyer because I get to see these previews, right. exhibits, and, and pounce if if uh, I want something. Right. So. Um, and uh, so that's how I got the green nun. So anyway, as time's gone on and, and whatnot, um, it was basically Gary and me talking one day and, um, uh, you were doing conjoined, uh, your last one. And I'm like, I got to make it out there sometime for a conjoined show and see the gallery. Cause I've never been to the actual gallery. And, um, like someday, uh, we you know we were talking about like you and me are talking about all these different paintings that that, that I have and oh and, and and Gary and Erica as I mentioned came to our house wow right. a year ago or whatever so um, and it was just like started talking about uh, yeah someday I'd like to um, display a bunch of art whether it's from my own collection or something and then it turned into hey we. You, you collect so much art from all these artists and um, it really fits like the mission of corporal gallery.
2: Mm-hmm. The type
0: of stuff
1: you collect. How about curating something? And I'm um, like, I was just like, yeah, that's a brilliant idea.
0: And this is your like, first time, right?
1: Yes. Yeah, my first time. Yeah, so cool. uh, Gary and I talk more. And I'm like, um, I can bring, X amount, all these artists to the table. I know I can, right. and um, different, you know, backgrounds. Some are have done um, legendary album cover artwork and are amazing artists and come from that, that field, you know, death metal and and, and, and metal and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then there's artists um, who just do dark art, period. They don't, you know, necessarily do it for album covers or book covers you know artists like yourself and and whatnot and then uh some artists are known some are are brand new um and it's a bunch of different mediums too which is really cool so you got paintings sculptures um you got some uh even really really macabre uh like photographic images uh just different, different things like that. So this is all, I already had this in my head, like I could bring all these artists together. Mm-hmm. I just need to know what it would take with Gary's help, you know, how are we gonna, how do you make this happen? And Gary, who's obviously very experienced, is like, yeah. dude, you just get the artists uh, to, to say yes, they want to be in the show and I'll help coordinate,
2: mm-hmm. bring
1: art in, displaying it, Selling it and all this, and man, he he's made it real easy for me.
0: Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, he's great.
1: But as time's gone on, it's been going on so for the last year, getting all this organized. Uh, we've had um, just some great artists step up. We've had some other artists who I didn't even see coming actually that weren't even on my radar,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then um, we've had uh. Some other artists that are like in it, like um, a couple guys are in the band Slipknot,
2: and mm-hmm. wow.
1: my publicist is the one who who was doing publicity for our show, uh, Conjoined versus Grotesque, and she's like, "Hey, Jay and Clown from Slipknot, you know they they do this um, really macabre type of art." Um, I think they'd be a great fit and uh you know i, I was instantly skeptical because um which you know shame on me i you know should be more open-minded mm-hmm. but it's like i see these guys that say you know from bands that are like oh i'm doing art now i've right, seen it
2: yeah
0: yeah
1: you know uh jason newstead who was in metallica he's suddenly an artist and i've seen like a dude in you know bon jovi or journey or you know yeah yeah all these guys and it's like um i don't know i to me an artist is like if you're gonna start painting
0: takes not, a while
1: <laughs> you want to start painting at you know age 50 or whatever you know more power to you if you really love it but like to um you know, these guys, I've seen it. they just like, hey, I'm a
0: painter Right? Now. Yeah, you just declare yourself a painter, and that's it.
1: Fucking <laughs> <an> exhibit. <laughs> Where do you, when did you start painting? This never happened. Yeah,
0: right. <laughs> that just kind of, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, you know, I know exactly what you're talking
2: about.
1: <laughs> you know, that'd be like, um, you know, if uh, Mark Ryden never played guitar before, and he picked up a guitar. <laughs> My band is doing a showcase at the Whiskey Go. Right.
2: got
1: a new album coming out, and I, I just started playing guitar a couple months
0: ago. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a musician now.
1: I'm a musician. So. <laughs> In all fairness, so I'm like, well, let me see what they got, you know, uh, uh-huh. Jay and Clown from Slipknot. Because um, uh, with all the artists for the show, that I've handpicked, you know, I want them, they got to fit the vibe. Right. Um, Yeah. Join show, even though I've never been, I know what a conjoined show entails.
2: Right. It's just
1: like this. It's dark art. It's, it's, uh, you know, whatever your idea of quality is, you know, that the artists that are in the exhibit are just stellar at what they do. Right. Whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. And, yeah. um, and, and, it's gotta fit that theme, and then so when I saw Jay and Clown's stuff. Then I was like, "Wow, holy shit! This, they're actually legit, man. They're actually oh, good. really." Then good. you know, uh, I find out that they've always been doing art. Oh, cool! You know, their band is so goddamn big. That's the first thing you think of. Right. That's what for you know. Right. Um, so uh, definitely, that was a surprise. Yeah. I mean, it's a really cool those guys being in the show is just another plus
2: yeah for,
1: and uh so like clown's got this big giant 10-foot piece that wow. that gary just blew gary away too gary's like damn this is things impressive it's gonna look amazing at the show and then jay the drummer of slipknot jay weinberg he uh he did this painting i don't know if you saw it um yeah, I think it was posted somewhere of a goat.
0: Oh this yeah. Thing. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, it's so how big is that piece?
1: Cool. Um, good question. I'm not sure. Yeah. And,
0: <laughs> it looks great, and, though. I was like, fuck, yeah, it's amazing. It's
1: great. So again, the whole the, my whole spiel about those guys is I didn't I, I didn't see them coming. Right. It's, it's another edition. So we've got one hell of a, you know army of artists for this conjoined versus oh
0: yeah of- yeah the stuff st- uh, stuff is- coming in is amazing it's like the, yeah. the it's i'm telling
2: yeah.
0: well, oh no well gary you know gary presented the idea of co-curating with you mm-hmm. um kind of like as a way to bring in some you know new life to the show and get a bunch of new artists that we don't usually show um yeah. And so it, it sounded great to me. The idea sounded great to me. And um, so it's so cool to see, you know, like half the artists are are new to copro, I think. You right. know, from your end. And it's like, there's, it's just so cool to see that there's so much great dark art happening out there. I mean, it's really, this this movement is finally really catching on and becoming legit, you know, which is what this whole podcast and this whole dark art society is all about trying to let people know the good news about dark art <laughs> you know you yeah. don't have to be ashamed or embarrassed anymore it's legit it's been going on for years
1: you know i've i fly the the flag of dark art high yeah and, yeah uh, i've always been in the corner of many dark artists you know mm-hmm. uh, since uh since I actually broke and hope. So like when we started putting albums on and record deals, you know, we'd always have a budget for album artwork. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm, I'm the guy who always was in touch with artists for every album we've oh, ever cool. done. Well, none of the, hey, the other guys um, didn't really care or have a relationship with artists. Right. They always, you know, the, the the band's always been, you know, democratic with, like, you know, album covers.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: hey, they have to, um, everyone's got to sign off on it. But I'm the guy who had the relationship with
2: right.
0: the artists. Yeah, I would,
1: I'd contact them and go, we...
0: Yeah, you make it happen.
1: Yes, and, you know, and they would they would get paid to, uh, to we'd commission them to do, you know... You're
0: like, you like the art director of the band, kind of, right? When it comes to yeah. the visual... Well,
1: yeah. So fast forward to now this show um, on my end so I've got like artists from maybe six different countries and okay. uh, many of which like you said are new to Copro mm-hmm. that I really wanted to spotlight not some are um, also new to Copro but have been doing epic art for a long time but All get right. this never had an opportunity to be in an exhibit. In fact a couple of them. Um there's like Dan Seagrave, uh West Scorder, as I mentioned, a couple others. I've had artists that worship copro Gallery
2: <laughs> and
1: I never thought I was good enough. Are you serious? In. It's a dream of mine. I'm like
0: That's crazy man
1: opportunity and I told the same <laughs> you're crazy. <laughs> Uh,
0: I always thought Wes Benscoter was, like, too big for Copro. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. He he was, like, because very positive and excited about being in, in the show and everything.
0: Yeah, I used to check his stuff so, out way early when I was just starting to paint. I was He was yeah. kind of an inspiration to me.
1: Oh, man, he's always, you know, getting better and better and mm-hmm. more twisted and more twisted. You know, yeah, right? yeah. But, um, and then there's brand new artists that when I say brand new they um, they're sick they are badass but they're uh, like maybe just start showing their stuff on Instagram right and kind of like um, not confident enough and I've had a couple I've handpicked for our show that I'm like I really um, would love to have your artwork in this show and this is what the show is about and your art would be, you know, exhibited and and for sale. And a couple of them couldn't get their head around that. They're like, well, (laughs) do we think my work is good enough? I'm like, yeah. And then they'd be like, well, but why? (laughs) Why do you you love, you know, a painting or something? It's hard to explain why. I just love your, your work. It's fucking twisted. It's, awesome mm-hmm. and and i really want to uh share and give you this opportunity yeah. and um so as new as i am as a curator um you know i learned pretty quick how to manage the artists i'm bringing in and a couple of them i held their hand along the way mm, that's cool, um, and then you know others uh um you know, just stepped right in and, you know, we're excited to go and stuff. And I've also had some artists who um, kind of blew it. Like I, I was, you know, rattled their cage a few times. They wanted, yeah, I want to be in this is great. And I'm like, where's their stuff? Where's your stuff? And it's like nothing.
0: Right, you know? so, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah,
1: there's going to be a couple who I think will, will regret.
0: Oh, totally. Um, <laughs>
1: not being in this show you know because another thing is um, when I say fly the flag of dark art as high as I can um, I've I've enlisted you know a great PR firm adrenaline PR yeah. for a long time
0: it's been amazing seeing all that promotion you've been doing it's crazy
1: all our press releases and that you know that poster that was made for our show mm-hmm. like you know I don't know hundreds of thousands of press contacts and um they're opening night reception we'll have a
0: lot of press yeah. and uh,
1: i i i really want to raise the visibility like never before yeah
0: you know? it's so cool yeah
1: the dark art yep. for our show for corporal gallery mm-hmm. um so yeah man it's really it's a really great thing
0: yeah yeah, yeah. oh yeah it's amazing yeah you're doing you're doing you're, you're, you're like lending your uh um your position To really benefit this whole scene, Um, I I, I asked Guillermo um, Del Toro. You know, did you go to his show, the the At Home with Monsters?
1: I came this close to making it, and uh, I can't remember what happened. But I then I
0: couldn't make it. Yeah, it it was really amazing. And I was I was telling him like uh, I sent him an email after I saw the show, and um, I was you know I was kind of it's kind of a dumb question now that I think about it, but I was like. Man, I don't know if you realize how important this is to the dark art community that you're doing this. You're legitimizing us. And he goes, "Why do you think I'm doing it?" <laughs> it's like he, he that's why he was doing it, you know. He doesn't get anything out of it other than helping this legitimize this movement, which is so cool, you know.
1: That's exactly why I'm involved. Yeah. My only angle uh, motive, whatever you want to call it, is simply to promote dark art raise the visibility right. uh, and, and just have the masses see, see what this is all about. Right. You
0: know? and yeah. And that, it just,
2: it just goes, so, it.
0: It's so, so uh, it just proves again, my theory that da- the dark art people are the nicest, coolest people, you know? Yep. you know, everyone thinks people outside of the scene think that we're weirdos <laughs> and Satanists and shit. And it's like the dark, <laughs> dark art people are the nicest coolest people i've ever met it's so weird (laughs) you know it's
1: like that with with heavy metal Mm. musicians deaf metal musicians yeah the general the the public who you know don't 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 know what it's about might be like um because of the imagery and also the sound of the music combined they're like Hell, heavy metal musicians are, you know, always pissed off, satanic, <laughs> um, scary. Yeah. <laughs> your throat, you know, whatever. It's the same thing. Metal musicians, dark artists are the nicest people you could ever meet. You know? Yeah. They, they're friendly. They're yeah, loved. right. They love, you know
0: kittens <laughs> yeah it's true man
1: it's goddamn damn true man i do
0: i know i do too
1: so um uh, <laughs> yeah so um
0: why do you think that is um i don't know man i mean because it's like it's it's really common it's it's unusual it's- if you're an asshole in this scene you right. know it's really common that people are supportive and helpful and kind you know
1: they are in, in dark art and in metal music mm-hmm. you know you don't see a lot of pretentious people
0: yeah or backstabbing
2: or
1: stalls, nothing you know um, you know dark art just like extreme metal it's an expression it's, it's an artistic expression you know the artist is releasing their imagination
2: mm-hmm. and
1: and and, um, and sharing that with with people so like a person like me who loves a Chet Czar painting um it captures my imagination you know mm-hmm. and I and the people dark darkness horror that type of thing appeals to people of uh, any of all these genres Stephen King writes horror novels right mm-hmm He's fucking huge. He's one of the most.
0: I know. That's what I always say. He Bro, What
1: does that tell you? Right. A lot, a lot of people on this planet love being fucking scared.
0: Exactly.
1: It's a cool emotion. You exactly. know, and it's, an escape, dude, a Chet Czar painting, or a not a horror novel, uh, a horror movie by John Carpenter. They're all escapes. Mm-hmm. And they're all there to, to scare you. And that, you know, it's like you could uh, if someone's into you know works of Michelangelo and and romance novels that's their thing that's their way of and that's what they admire and um, it's just um, this is all all these horror genres and all these different areas are um, to please people it's nothing negative even though you know, you, you you could have a painting where some someone's holding a platter and there's a decapitated head on there or something. <laughs> okay, I can see that. You know, that might look negative, but it's it's just art, man. And people been doing like
0: I know, yeah, it's been going on forever.
1: And you could go to the Louvre, right? And see- See paintings like that that are considered masterpieces.
0: Yeah, bloody as hell, and you, you know, know, morbid as hell.
1: So the point of this whole spiel is agreeing with you, knocking down stereotypes. Um, you know, having having the the layman off the street who who might be shocked by this type of art have a better understanding that wow, this is really sure it it's still dark and, and shocking but uh it's it's art and the person yeah. behind it is not uh some evil entity yeah you know? so, <laughs> I, I
0: think mean, i i i think also that it's kind of like um it's it's like we have this uh human beings have this kind of for one thing, there's, there is kind of a morbid curiosity. Uh, we're all going to die. We know that nobody knows what's going to happen. And so we are kind of deep inside. You have this natural like fear of that. And so that's a, a legitimate, um, subject to explore in art and stuff, death basically, and and fear, yeah. you know? And so in one sense, I think, um, being artists, we are, uh, sensitive, maybe extra sensitive to that. And so what we're doing with, instead of taking that fear in and just holding on to it and being basket cases as artists, we're taking it and kind of transforming it into something beautiful, like a piece yeah. of art. And, and, and that in turn allows people that maybe don't have that, um, that sensitivity or don't have the, um, technical ability to look at a piece of art and have the kind of same experience with it, where they can kind of project their own anxieties onto it and sort of get it out of their system. And right. and and in that way, I think that we're as dark artists and and collectors and purveyors of this stuff. We are. I really think we're kind of helping the world. It's a it's a it's a way that we're helping people cope with the daily horrors of life that we see all around us. You know, it's a way of of experiencing it and 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 like analyzing it and looking at it right. because, because it's not real because it's a piece of art and it's a, kind of a safe way to explore these things that we're secretly afraid of you know what i'm saying
1: dude yeah very well said man exactly uh, to that point when i was um i don't know like 19 or 20 um i did uh i was on i was on a local news channel Mm -hmm. we was really young. We weren't even signed yet, Mm -hmm. but we did this death metal festival. So like, so I, there's some, uh, news, news guy at the show and interviewed me. And it was like, Jeremy Wagner, death metal musician. And why do you write these types of, you know, songs about death and gore and whatever. (laughs) And I said something to the effect of death is an interesting subject because nobody knows if there is an afterlife, what, what is the afterlife? Right. Like? Um, what 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 happens when you die? And that goes along chat, with what you said about morbid curiosity.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and everybody's gonna die. Every single person's gonna die. That's the thing. Right. <laughs> it's it's a, universal.
1: You wake up and you live your life, um, you know, in the back of your head, at least mine, I'm always like, I know I'm going to die someday.
0: I know. Oh, everybody.
1: <laughs> or how it's going to happen?
0: How yeah. It's
1: happen, and um, you know, so that that gets you thinking. And um, and, and another point you made um, is is with at real life is horrifying enough,
2: man. Right. I mean,
1: you know, over history uh, today, you know, whether it was the Holocaust and World War II, um, you know, other crimes against humanity. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: I mean, now, I mean, it's just... Uh,
0: yep.
1: You know, there's enough real-life horror. So, to your point of, like, how art helps, dark art helps people cope in a way, mm-hmm. I tie that in with that that term, overcoming your fears. Mm-hmm. And,
2: um, absolutely.
1: And um, and when someone might say, well, if arts an escape, why do I want to escape from the hor- real life horrors and the, the, this other type of horror, but it, it's not, it's just not the same. No. It's, 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 uh, you know, there's, uh, I'll put it to you this way. There's beauty and darkness.
0: Absolutely. You
1: know? There's beauty and darkness. 100%. Yeah.
0: You know.
1: um, I have uh, anybody who's watching this this interview. I have a great painting by Chet Czar called "The Green Nun," and um, you know it's like this nun-like figure with this almost corpse-like face, holding this maggot,
0: <laughs> giant maggot. <laughs> it's
1: a baby, you know, and um, it's you know like my my mother. She was there when I got the painting and had it hung up. Yeah. You know, um, she lives on the property that
2: had mm-hmm.
1: that building on. Oh, cool. And my mom's just like, she's, you know, she knows me as a horror kid anyway. Mm-hmm. And still she, you know, she'll still look at stuff and I'm wondering what's going through her head and she's staring at it because I'm not sure if she's disturbed or whatever. And she's <laughs> just, You know, that's a really that's a really different painting. <laughs> but she's like, it's really well done, you know, like, you know, that's, so. That's so
0: cool. Yeah.
1: Anyone with an eye.
0: Right.
1: I just, you know.
0: Well, that, um, that that's, I, that's, that's, well,
1: that's not for everyone, but like I said, there's beauty and darkness.
0: Yeah. Too. And that, that was kind of my, when I just decided to start painting, I thought that, um, I felt like you know, technically, I had to paint. I just I wanted to do it, but because I love painting, I wanted to do it well. But at the same time, I really like to. Um, I wanted to elevate the subject matter to where to the point where it's like. It might be a subject that a that a, a you know a normal person might not be interested in, but they can't deny that it's painted well. And so on a on that level, at least they'll be drawn in and they'll kind of want to look at it because technically it's well done. And that might be a little like foot in the door to getting people to um, appreciate a kind of artwork that they wouldn't take seriously before. You know right. what I mean?
1: Yeah, right. And that's and that's I share. I think that 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 with you too if there's a mission is to have this type of art taken seriously yeah you know when you i hear like uh outside of dark art like i told you i love lowbrow art Mm -hmm. you know when i think of the term lowbrow it's almost like it's like um you know the term lowbrow what does it mean that's not is lowbrow like so underground that you know it shouldn't be taken seriously? Um, you know, is it beneath right. you know fine art or something? Because right. uh, I've been to enough galleries and art shows and have seen, especially like art Basel, man. I've seen a mix of lowbrow to whatever, right. freaking assos and, and and shit. And it's like um, it's all art, right. you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, you know, I don't just I don't look down on
0: it, right, but, yeah, you know, yeah,
1: of any of any form. But um back to uh, like your paintings, and forgive me, you know, I don't know the name of every piece you've done, but there's certain pieces that, um, do you, you know, the one that we bought from Copro, the first one. Do you remember that one? There's like there's two figures. And they've got like square types of heads. One head, uh, one dude's got he's got eyes and you know like a face, but his head's square. And then the other one has like no face. But All it's right.
0: Like- is that the the proposal? Is that the? Did you guys buy? It? I didn't know. If you, it's like two. The proposal. It's like it's two figures, kind of like looking, sort of facing yes. each other. One's kind of got a square face. The other's got the. The axe yeah, and a little but, weird thing coming off his head?
1: thing of its head, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, And that caught me because um, as long as I've been following you, you've done all these great headshot right. type of paintings, um, especially That one caught my attention because it was two figures. And um, when I look at that painting, uh, there's a reason I'm telling you all this. There's that painting. There's another one that I wish I owned that you did where there's like this uh, tunnel of trees and this figure. There's two figures. I think one's like laying down.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Pa- paralyzed, What's I think it's called? called. What's it called? I think it's called Paralyzed. Is it the one where like the guy's kind of like laying down on the ground? Yes, there's like a weird robot looking dude in the background. Oh, yes. <laughs>
1: So the point is, those there's, there's a bunch of your paintings and, and other other artists' paintings. Like, when I see those, those two of yours in particular, one I'm lucky enough to own. Um, when I look at it, dude, um, you know, when I talk about Escape and imagination, there's the artist's imagination. You made these paintings. But for me, a viewer looking at them, my imagination kicks in. Right. And when I see those, my gears are turning. I'm like, what dark world is this right. happening on? <laughs> and what, you know, how did these characters in, in these paintings, uh, you know, come to be what, what's going to happen and all this stuff. I mean, I really get sucked into.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Characters.
1: And, uh, I, I read into
0: them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I love about.
1: You can tell, man.
0: Yeah, I, I love. A, I keep the stuff. A lot of art. Yeah, know, like, yeah.
1: It's it's magic, man. You know. Yeah, really,
0: yeah. I pretty, think it's 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 it's. I love to do that too, to where it's the the meaning isn't completely a hundred percent obvious, and it's like, it, because because once. The viewer starts think, it gets engaged in the painting, and they start thinking about it. Then yeah. they become like part of the whole process of creating a painting. You know what yeah. I mean? And their reflections of what does the painting mean becomes part of the history of that painting. So it's like, yeah. it, you know, by by keeping things not completely explicit, one hundred percent, you're you're allowing the viewer to come in and be part of the whole thing. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. I love exactly.
0: that. I love that part of that aspect of painting. It's it's super cool. It's like I love it. Yeah. Inter- interactive sort of aspect of things.
1: Exactly. And then there's other stuff like um you did uh it, so you got like the imagination part of viewing a painting getting sucked into it. Then there's also like um what I call a vibe like um mm-hmm. you you did a series of paintings um, for a, I think it was a corporate show over this past year, um, and they're a little bit smaller. There was a collection of them, and one—you remember one you did? It was like a jack-o'-lantern type of. Oh
0: yeah, thing. yeah, kind of like a robot jack-o'-lantern guy.
1: <laughs> and the way you did that, dude, I don't know with the the look of the jack-o'-lantern head and the, the colors and stuff. Like when I viewed that, um, that really. Uh, had an effect on me where I got a not to sound corny, but I got a genuine old school Halloween vibe. Oh, cool! It's what I is the best way I can describe it. Like, I just look at it and I'm like,
0: That's so cool.
1: Halloween, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what Halloween should be, you know? Yeah,
0: and yeah, yeah.
1: That just goes back to dark art being magical.
0: Yeah, you know? it really so is. I, yeah, it's like. When you smell a certain smell. Totally, man.
1: It transport you to somewhere in your life. Yeah, maybe as, yeah. Maybe as an adult, uh, somewhere you've been, sorry, something special happened in your life. Maybe something not so special. But just a sense can transport you. And, oh, yeah. Art visually can convey a feeling. Right. That you feel a certain way.
0: Yeah, you know? yeah.
1: Yeah, it's cool.
0: Yeah, yeah it is it is amazing and it is magic too big time <laughs> <laughs> real magic yeah well, we're Shit. we're uh just about at the end of the of the road here i wanted to ask you one thing before we go is when yeah, when did you do you know your first purchase the collect collection art 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 purchase do you remember that or
1: yeah um
0: what was your first piece
1: my first piece was uh you know the artist uh, Michael Whelan?
0: Oh, yeah. He's amazing, yeah. yeah.
1: I love Michael Whelan. And, uh,
0: he did the Stephen I'm King books. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: He did, uh, if you ever, if you saw like, I think 70s or 80s, a uh, publisher re-released all these H.P. Lovecraft.
0: Oh, yeah. Books. Those are great, man. He
1: used pieces of Michael Whelan. Yep. You know, work. so um, I have this I uh, I had a little bit of money, and um, it just kind of fell into place. I was looking at some Michael Wewin stuff, and um, there's a tiny painting like this, like this. That um, I contacted his, tried to contact him through his website about something else, and I evidently his wife like was manages his website and answers the emails mm. so she answered some questions and then i was like you know i got this original painting um if you're interested and i'm like oh shit well how much and price was right i'm like okay i'll buy it i'd love to have an original michael whelan so i got that and then um i got these like i think they're like jacques so that artwork i told you about that was was on those uh HP Lovecraft books were like if you saw the, the books back in the day, the paperbacks they would use pieces of Michael Whelan paintings and over. And you know when I had those books as a kid, I I didn't realize until I was old till now that was all they used pieces of one, two giant p- pieces. Mm. Uh, um, is it a, a diptych?
0: Yeah, right? yeah, 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 diptych, so, yeah.
1: So, I got these two, these diptychs that Michael Women did. They're completely um, HP Lovecraft ish um, and just amazing to see. And they're, again, they're not original.
2: Right, right. But Still, no. though.
0: Yeah.
2: But I
1: have that one original painting I got at the same time. So, that was my first purchase. And it's not. Um, well, I mean, the hell—it's all really macabre. I guess you could consider it dark art. You know, he's more known as fantasy, but um,
0: oh, he does some pretty—he's done some great dark stuff. He's yeah, th- oh some really cool stuff.
1: Yeah. so that—that's like my first dark art purchase that I could, you know, and think then,
0: of. And then you're—and you then you're hooked. Completely. (laughs) People who get into collecting this stuff, man, they say it's like an addiction. They just like.
1: It is, because, dude, you know, it's like, uh, well, same with that horror memorabilia. Right. I'm I'm like, okay, you know, I'm fucking done collecting. Um, You know, I got everything I need and I'm happy. And then something pops up, bro. And (laughs)
2: it's just like,
1: shit, I want that. I want to own that. Right. You know? And, um, uh, one thing I noticed, you know, um, I'm, uh, I'm a member of one of, I think it's the Chet Czar collectors on Facebook. Uh, yeah. And, um, it's really cool to see cause, um, uh, I never joined any kind of art collecting group before that one. Mm-hmm. And, uh, to see all the, all your fans like me who, just worship your art, you know. When you come out with something new, like whether it's at Cobra or something, you start seeing this buzz of activity like, oh my God, you know, um, I got to go to that show. Or other collectors who were like, I was so lucky to have gone to a conjoined show and I have this piece and whatnot. Right. It's like, um, it's like that, that type of passion for dark art and just even art in general. You and I talked about. Right. Um, uh Roberto Ferry oh, yeah. the, you know, famous Italian
0: fucking painter, amazing
1: got a piece by him, and that's a guy I always wanted a piece from and um again, I thought, all right, I'm cool, I don't need to collect anymore, but then something like that Chezar's <laughs> green Nun man. I'm like, that's just too fucking epic. <laughs> got the means I, I'm gonna acquire
0: it right right, know? yeah
1: you know so uh
0: I don't, yeah. think, I don't think it ever ends no
1: i don't see it ending bro no. <laughs>
0: especially after after you come out for the conjoined show you're going to be so inspired
1: dude oh god the stuff that uh copro keeps posting and i keep reposting
0: oh man yeah
1: like this i see a post i'm like
0: dude,
1: <laughs> erica d- dude she just posted this fucking piece <laughs> i know it's part of our show bro listen um <laughs> our is asking for it okay now, i don't want to step on anyone's toes but um, <laughs> you know, i'm really interested in buying it you know <laughs> fucking done that dude like seven times already yeah you know it's a few weeks,
0: you know, you know so, it's, yeah. what's what's uh, i was just talking to somebody about this and we'll, we'll wrap this up but um the, the conjoined show, I'm telling you, man, the conjoined show is a magic show. I don't know yeah. how it happens. Every year we've done it. It's like it's it started off as the the first conjoined was like, oh, I'm gonna do a a sculpture show that I can include all these people I used to work with in makeup effects as and, yeah. and put their stuff in a fine art setting, and then like half and it was more of a sculpture show, and it it did really well. People loved it. Huge crowds. And then every year we did it, somehow it kept keeps getting better. And it's so weird because it's like this organic, magical thing that happens. It's like kind of this running joke. Like it just comes together magically every time. And then this, this year is no – like last year, I was like – when we were putting it together, I was like, well, I don't know how we're going to – every year I say this. I don't know how we're going to top last year. And right. then, the, and then the next year, it's better somehow, magically. I yeah. can't imagine getting better. And then the same with now. I'm seeing the stuff this year, and it looks yeah. like it's going to be the best one yet. And it's just like I'm telling you, there's some kind of weird magic vibe in this show that it, it always yes. comes together, kind of at the last minute, and it, and and it's it, there's some there's something there. I don't know how it happened. It just happened. But it's so cool <laughs> to have you uh, in on it.
1: Yeah, I love, I love that. Gary said the same thing. He's like, dude, I think this is going to be one of the best shows we've ever done. Right. And, um, you know, Chet, the thing is, too, um, there's one other show I know of that has always sounded really cool. I think it's called uh, Hyper Stoic or Hypersonic or something. It's the artist Pusshead.
0: Oh, yeah. Pusshead's amazing.
1: Yeah. show. And West Benscoter has been a part of that oh, for, you know,
0: I haven't heard of a that one.
1: Few years, but um, that's the only show I know of that does anything remotely close to this. But other than that, dude, like Conjoined is like one of the really big dark art shows too. So you've always been doing something really special. Copro does a lot of special things. Yeah, but the thing is really special and it, i i could see it increasing you know in popularity and in my whole role the you know like you're conjoined versus grotesque so i was thinking up a name for my my portion of the show and mm. i was like coming up with a band name it's not real. Right. <laughs> what do i want to do and i we had um I always, I always like the word grotesque. We use that that uh, as an album title on our fifth album, Grotesque Plus. Okay. So I started thinking about. it. I'm like, again, it goes along with beauty and darkness. Yeah, think, yeah. You know that the word grotesque could be a negative, but um, there's a there's beauty in in that. There's oh, absolutely. Beauty, you know, and uh, I just thought it was a good fit with conjoined first totally. test. Yep. Here we are, you and me, bringing to the table all these amazing artists. And
0: and we have all this stuff in common, which is crazy. Yeah. Which I didn't even know until we started talking today. No, no. <laughs> it's too yeah, funny. I, mean, you know, I told you it's a magic show.
1: <laughs> it is. See, look at this happening. So yep. here you and I are combining dark art synergies, yep. embracing dark art. And and lifting it up to the to the next level. Yeah, you know, this is just fucking awesome.
0: Dude. It's exciting. So I'm telling you, we're at the. I'm quite
1: happy. You wanted to be a part of it with me.
0: And oh um, yeah, no. I'm, I'm, I heard it. And,
1: and when I when I um threw my hat in the ring and said I'm in, let's do it. Um, I did. I just pedaled to the metal. I, I haven't fucked off or nothing. I made sure.
0: <laughs> oh yeah.
1: Everything I, I brought into this thing is really, you know fits fits the fits the vibe and uh whether they're new old or whatever we're giving everyone that comes to this thing a whole new experience
0: oh yeah no you're you killing it man you're 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 kind of making this this you're adding new life to the show which is really great so i appreciate you doing it with me. I'm, I'm very yeah, excited about you. it. Um, and, and and you, I'm, a, I'm appreciative that you're doing this for the dark art community as well, because that's what this whole movement and this podcast is all about. We're trying to um, uh, raise awareness of this. And so you, you, your, your efforts are really important and, and appreciated by the whole community. So yeah,
1: I love the community and, and you know me, I, I, I uh, support dark art, I collect dark art. Yep.
2: It's, it's
1: in my DNA. Yep. You know? <laughs> I'm really just, I'm proud and grateful I can, you know, be a part of this and do what I can.
0: Right. This, yeah. And you, yeah, so- you can offer something to, to help it. It's, but, yeah. and, it, and it's exciting too, because this thing is just at the beginning of getting into the public consciousness. And we're like at the very ground level, even though so many of us been doing this for so long, it's finally starting to get accepted. And it's so exciting to be in on something. It's like being in in the, in being in on the death metal scene before, you know, before it started to catch on, you know, there's something happening there and you just can see it. It's almost there. So it's just like a really exciting time to be in on this whole thing. You know,
1: big, big time. It's a, that's a great analogy, man. You know, death metal, pe- people didn't know what the hell that right. death metal, <laughs> you know, it was so underground and yeah. so aggressive sure. and so extreme. And you fast forward 30 years and now like you, you see death metal bands being, you know, like dropped in time magazines. And yep. uh, I mean, I re- read novels by huge fucking authors who I'm reading it and they're like this You know, whatever character was at a death metal concert. Like you're like, holy shit, death metal would be in the public consciousness at such a level, you know, and and with dark art, dude, it just uh, that it's just getting bigger and bigger.
0: Yeah, it's happening. It's it's a great time. It's a great time to be alive.
1: Hell
2: yeah. (laughs) That's
0: right. Well, I I want to thank you again so much for coming on, taking the time. Chatting, it was great. I'd love to have you on again sometime because you're a great interview,
1: yeah, absolutely. And thank you, Chet, for having me today. And uh, it's cool we could uh wrap,
0: yeah,
1: today. uh, next week, man.
0: Yeah, uh, next week, I'll be
1: as it kicks off, and uh, yeah, I'm glad we got to talk uh, right before the uh, opening night reception, man. I look forward to seeing you too.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be awesome hanging out. So, the show is let's see, it's January 19th at yep. 8 pm at copro gallery so hopefully you can make it um if you're if you're local or even if you're not man i know people that are traveling from out of state to come to this show so it's going to be really epic we're going to have body painters and amazing art and a really cool band and uh just a, a lot of great people that's the other thing about these shows is the the vibe is so positive uh you go there and you you you'll leave you'll leave after go, coming to the show with like a total buzz um, of positive energy so hopefully yeah. you guys can come out for the show uh, thank you everybody for listening if you uh if, uh if you feel so inclined if you can support our patreon at patreon.com slash dark art society um i have my own patreon at patreon.com slash chet where i'm posting process of everything including this uh conjoined heart i'm going to be painting up next week so that'll be on on my patreon account and uh otherwise if you can't do that likes shares whatever you could do to promote the dark art society you're you're helping not only to promote this podcast but you're helping to promote this uh this whole movement to the world at large and we need all the support we can get so thanks again jeremy for coming on thank you chet thank you man thank you everybody for listening and um we will talk to you next week all right goodbye